Welcome to The Sipping Point on WBAL, where each week we explore the recipe for a delicious life. I'm your host, Lori Forrester, the wine coach. I've made it my mission in life to demystify wine one glass at a time. So expect a fresh and fun approach to the world of wine, food, and so much more. Today's show is action-packed. We're going to taste Kivira's delicious biodynamic wines and find out what that means with winemaker Hugh Chappelle. And then we'll talk to Dan DiPolo from Darius winery and also Tony Montuano from Spiaggia restaurant about what they're both doing in this year's Naples winter wine festival. So let's go ahead and get started. The first segment, as you all know, is the sips of the week and we have two great wines and I have the winemaker Hugh Chappelle on the line. He studied winemaking at UC Davis, which is our preeminent school to learn winemaking here in the States. And welcome to the show, Hugh. Um, thank you very much. It's a it's a pleasure to be on. Absolutely. And your background in winemaking, you've worked with Linmar Estate and also Flowers Vineyard and Winery. I've had some delicious wines from there, too. So you come with not only that great training from UC Davis, but a lot of real-world winemaking experience as well, right? Correct. It's a, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm lucky to be where I am and, and, and practice what I do. Sonoma, Sonoma County is, is just amazing. You know, whether you're out on the far coast by, you know, Flowers Vineyard Winery or the heart of the Russian River like Linmar, um, you know, Kivira is up in the Dry Creek Valley, of course, which, yes. uh, you know, different terroir, different varietals, but it, Sonoma County is just a fabulous place to make wine. I think so, too. And as you, you let it in perfectly because the sips of the week this week are the Kivira Sauvignon Blanc from your Fig Tree Vineyard, which is in the Dry Creek Valley, as you mentioned. And then we're going to start with that. Then we're going to move to the Zinfandel, also from Dry Creek Valley. I'm a big fan of, and actually it was my gift to all my top clients this year, the Zinfandel. <laughs> so, oh, wow. but starting Thank with you. white wine, um, as we always like to do, your Sauvignon Blanc and the, the fig tree has to do with a, an old tree, right? That's on your property, a fig tree. Correct. Uh, you know, the, the history of that block is, is that the, uh, the, the, the founders of the company, uh, dur- during the planting of the, the vineyard and the clearing of the land, the, uh, the, the wife noticed the bulldozer approaching this ancient majestic fig tree and uh, she just mm. couldn't bear to, to see no. it to taken down. So she basically raced down and threw herself in front of, front of this <laughs> old fig tree and, and, wow. and insisted that they keep it and plant the vines around it. And so that, that block over time as the vines have matured has become really the core component of our, of our estate fig tree saw blanc and really is really what makes that wine so consistent year to year is we're always pulling from the same material year in, year out. And, mm-hmm. and they're, you know, grapes that we grow ourselves. And, you know, that wine in particular is the one that's certified biodynamic. Um, oh, and great. we can talk about, you know, we can talk about that at some point as well. Yes. And, uh, you know, the Zinfandel, of course, is a mix of, um, uh, the biodynamic fruit and organic fruit. Oh, I love that. And what I love about the Sauvignon Blanc, and I'm a big Sauvignon Blanc fan, but it, this is very, French in style. I feel like there's this great minerality and grassiness. And where is that coming from? Do you think? 
Um, that I think part of that is the terroir, but honestly, a little bit of it is winemaking as well. Uh, we like to pick a little earlier when the, the Sauvignon Blanc naturally has a little more of that grassy character that's part of the varietal. And, you know, some people like to let the grapes ripen a little longer where, where that basically goes away and you get more of the tropical and citrus characters. Mm-hmm. We actually like to have some of that, that traditional, really, you know, old world Loire Valley grassiness in the wine. And we, you know, intentionally pick some of the grapes earlier. We also like to, you know, mix it up and have a little bit of those citrus and tropical components. So we let other right. parts of the vineyard hang a little longer. And that really allows me very naturally to build balance into the wine where I'm not picking everything early when it might be a little too tart or a little too lean. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm have, you know, I'm having blending components from those different levels of maturity and I can, you know, then craft the wine in a very natural way with the least manipulation. Right. And this is mostly aged in stainless steel and a very respectable 13.8% alcohol. So it's going to be very food friendly for seafood and other dishes. Uh, you know, so I love this for a dinner wine. It's delicious. Yeah, it's very close. I mean, I, I drink more Sauvignon Blanc at home than any other white wine, so it's something that's uh, very close to my heart. And I live with a chef, and she, you know, she's a Me too. Lamar Valley, you know, Sancerre. She's a Sancerre fanatic. And so, oh, I love it. Um, I, I, have, I have pretty, pretty high standards to live up to uh, on the home front there. Uh, my husband's a chef, too, so I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's move to the red wine Sip of the Week, which is your Dry Creek Valley Zinfandel, and uh, the Sauvignon Blanc was a 2010. This is a 2009, and what I love about this Zinfandel is that some Zins can almost border on tasting like a dessert wine, and yours does not, and I really love that about this Zinfandel. Tell me about your philosophy in, in making this wine. Well, you know, it, it shares a, a similar philosophy to the Sauvignon Blanc as well in that, you know, I really like balance in, in my wines. And so I think you saw some of that in the, in the Sauvignon Blanc. And, you know, with balance in Zinfandel, it's a little more challenging because to get some of those really beautiful classic varietal flavors, you know, you are, it is tempting to let the grapes get really ripe and ripeness mm-hmm. equals alcohol levels. So, right. um, the way we deal with that is, uh, you know, partly similar to the Sauv Blanc, we pick at different levels of maturity and intentionally mm-hmm. brings them in at lower alcohol, um, where you get more of the raspberry cherry components and, and very healthy natural acidity. But we also like to, to blend in, uh, some of what I call Zinfandel's companion varietals. You know, many of the top old vines in vineyards in Sonoma County were interplanted back mm-hmm. by the Italian immigrants at the turn of the you know nineteenth or turn of the twentieth century. Those right. those vineyards were planted with a mix of Zinfandel, Carignan, Grenache, Mataro, Petit Syrah, um, and they were it was all harvested together. Right. And uh and, and so we try to mimic that that amazing balance you get with those other varietals by um, co-fermenting some of our Zinfandel with Petit Syrah, um, you know, doing, uh, you know, and we co-ferment with Grenache and Mervedra as well. And then looking to, you know, build balance into the wine through the blending process where we're still showcasing the varietal Zinfandel and we're showcasing Dry Creek Valley. Yes. But we're also really looking for a seamlessly balanced wine where it's not 
high-octane, jammy, right. one-dimensional, you know, Zinfandel. It really has uh, some nuance to it, and it's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, it has that old-world balance where you can really, you know, you're, you're not going to be, be, be hammered after, after a glass <laughs> and a half. We've talked a little bit, and we've mentioned the terms biodynamic and organic, and I thought that you would be just one of the best people to really talk a little bit more about that because I think consumers are really confused, and let's just say maybe even people in the wine business <laughs> because there's so many different terms flying around. So you are a biodynamic winery. Can you kind of give us in a nutshell what is biodynamics or what are biodynamics? Yeah, that is a great question, and I would agree that there is still a lot of confusion out there in the marketplace with consumers and, and the trade. You know, biodynamics is, is basically a specific form of organic farming. And, you know, biodynamics imposes certain practices on you which organics does not. So mm-hmm. or, or organic basically tells you what you cannot do, what you cannot spray, what you cannot fertilize. It sort of lists a bunch of stuff you're not allowed to use, whereas biodynamics does the same thing. But then it also prescribes specific actions you have to take during the growing season, um, and, and those are designed to to optimize, you know, many things. They're, mm-hmm. they're designed to optimize the health of the soil, the plant's immune system, um, and and several other things. And so there's it, it, biodynamics is a much more proactive form, in my opinion, over organic farming, um, and uh, you know the, the two. Really key concepts in biodynamics are biodiversity and, and sustainability. So a biodynamic farm is, is ideally a self-contained ecosystem in and of itself. So it makes its own fertilizer. It's mm. sort of a closed loop. Everything goes back into the land. Right. Um, and, and it encourages, uh, it, it encourages that you don't just do one crop. Right. So at Kivira, we have a small farm. We raise fruits and vegetables for the, the local restaurant community and farmers markets. We raise animals. Um, and so, you know, the, the byproducts of those, those other activities go back into the land. They go back into our compost program. And, right. you know, we, we try to embrace that idea of, of, of a self-contained, uh, you know, farm. Yeah. And I think in the end, the whole reason for doing it, I guess, is that the, you believe uh, that the wine tastes better using these practices, correct? Correct. I mean, it all comes back to really, you know, I mean, we're, we're primarily a vineyard and winery, and it comes back yeah. to quality. And, um, you know, when you when you look across the globe at the who's who, uh, you know, in any category, you increasingly see them being organic and biodynamic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being an ex-scientist and a UC Davis guy, I mean, there's elements of biodynamics that, you know, are a bit of a leap of faith, to be honest right. with you. But, but when you're very, you know, you know, if you take more of a results-driven approach and you, you look at what it does for the soil and, right. you know, the soil and what the soil does to the vine and what the vine does to the grapes, you know, it all sort of comes back to, to really making an impact, in my opinion. And uh, you see it over time and you yes. see it you know, when you taste uh, from from other uh, producers. Well, you see it definitely in the glass in these two sips of the week. And uh, certainly this has been amazing. I think we probably have to have you back on to talk more about biodynamics. But thank you, Hugh, so much for your time. Uh, you can find out more about these wines at Kivira.com. And I'll put the link on the winecoach.com. They're available at Wells Discount Liquors. You can check them out at wellswine.com. 
Discover the recipe for a delicious life each week on The Sipping Point with Lori Forster, the wine coach. Each week, Saturdays at 12.30 p.m. on WBAL 1090 AM or at WBAL.com.